Back to throw, looking. Deep pattern, downfield, touchdown Miami! What a throw, Devontae Parker! Holy smokes, what a drive! What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins' official podcast network covering your team, your Miami Dolphins, each and every day. How's it going, everybody? It is Thursday. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we're going to talk to Dolphins running back Savon Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. Got them both on the podcast together. Plus, we're going to hear from their running backs coach at the University of Washington, Coach Keith Bonafa. We'll get you that interview. Miles and Savon will get to the latest on the Thursday injury report and practice report and media availabilities for Dolphins and Bills in Week 17. Busy, busy show as we get to all of that and much, much more on this Thursday, New Year's Eve, December the 31st edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. Hey, Dolphins fans, the new year starts now at AutoNation. Let's skip the rest of 2020, one more day, and get to big New Year savings on your favorite AutoNation Chevys, Fords, Toyotas, Hondas, and a whole lot more. Shop safely at the AutoNation store near you or AutoNation.com and save now. Let's go ahead and jump right into my interview with Washington Huskies running backs coach Keith Bonafa. We talked to him about Miles and Savon, their relationship coming up through the college ranks together, both being Pacific Northwest born and raised and bred there and coming down to South Florida to join the Miami Dolphins together over the last two seasons. Let's go ahead and get to my interview with coach Keith Bonafa. And joining me now on the Drive Time Podcast is the running backs coach at the University of Washington, Keith Bonafa. Coach, how we doing? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, we're making running errands for my wife and uh, getting ready for dinner with my kids. Perfect. Just like the rest of us, right? Coaches got to eat too. We all <laughs> yeah. are in the same neighborhood here during this pandemic. You mentioned to me that you had to get out of the grocery store. You had your mask on. You wanted to get clear of there and jump on the podcast here and, and be able to hear your voice a little more clear. So I appreciate that. But um, coach, I was looking at your bio before you jumped on here and it says on the UW website that you were the first man that then head coach Chris Peterson brought with him from Boise to UW to begin hitting that recruiting trail. So that leads me to a question about the first time you saw Miles and Savon, whether it was on tape, a visit with those guys, what was that experience like with both those young men when you first met them and saw their football acumen? That's a good question. So, you know, those guys are either a year or two apart. So I kind of have to separate it when I talk about it a little bit. So with Miles, you know, I got a chance, um, you know, obviously to get over to Washington with Coach Peterson and, uh, you know, started looking at some of the top guys in the state. And it was Miles Gaskin. He got a chance, I got a chance to watch Miles' film. And I'm like, man, this, this kid is not bad. You know, he's a little undersized, but he runs physical. He makes guys miss. But then, you know, at the same time, you know, at the time I was coming from Boise State, and you think about, well, I had, you know, at that point I had coached Jay Ajayi, I had coached Doug Martin, and I'm like, well, he he's not really that much bigger. And, you know, I'm at the University of Washington. I want a guy that's, you know, six foot and <laughs> can go. And, you know, and you, you know, you have that bias, you know, coming into, you know, what they call the power five. And it still goes back to old school, getting the best players. But I got a chance to watch his film. I'm like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's pretty good. And, you know, I got a chance. I was actually still staying at the hotel. I hadn't even found a, pl- I found a place yet, um, come, came yet either. And I talked to him on the phone, talked to his family, you know, liked, you know, his energy on the phone, which was really awesome. 
Um, and then I re- I'll never forget it. I got a chance to go watch him play at Memorial Stadium, which is a stadium right underneath the Space Needle out here in Seattle. And they were playing against Mariner High School. And, you know, it's one play like, oh, this guy's pretty good. And he's on defense. Oh, punt return. And then I, there was this one run. I was standing in the end zone on the other side. And, you know, it looked like he was tackled. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he just got out of that and scored. And I came back and I told Coach Pete, we probably need to take this kid. He's going to be pretty good, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you know, we started recruiting them, got a chance. To, you know, at that time, you could actually have people come visit on campus because it wasn't a pandemic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he came over and, and hung out with him and his family and, you know, got a chance to sit and hear what they were all about. And I know his mom was really interested in him staying close to home and, you know, getting his degree from the University of Washington and really, really with him, the rest is history. And then, you know, fast forward to Savon, um, I got a chance to watch, I want to say it was either his freshman or sophomore film. And he was doing a lot of gadget stuff, sweeps, uh, played a little bit of defense, but it was more like he was coming across on sweeps. But you could see when he got the ball in space, he was really shifty and really fast, you know. And I'm like, this guy has something different than what we're used to uh, and what we had in the room at that time. And, you know, he, same thing. We got on him early. You know, I remember talking to Pete. He goes, you sure you want to offer him this early? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure this dude's going to be good, too. Uh, and he's like, well, if you think so. So we offered him. I want to say it was a, brought him over his sophomore year and we offered him. And obviously when he came here, that might have been Miles's junior year, uh, his true freshman year or something like that, because he ended up being here three seasons. So I guess maybe Miles' sophomore year. And he kind of did some of the gadget stuff and slowly started building to his carries. And, you know, obviously would have loved to have him for another year, but he's doing what he needs to do and really excited for to watch those guys. You know, I got a chance to watch both of those guys go against the Raiders on Sunday. And it was just, it was fun sitting there watching those guys and having that personal relationship with them. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, um, you know, we had, Miles had 169 yards from scrimmage in the game against the Raiders. The week before that, Savon had a, a season high for the Dolphins, 122 yards on the ground. So back-to-back weeks, these guys are producing big numbers. Did you get a chance to talk to either of them after those big games? Like, do you guys have a text a text thread or do you call them after those games or do you keep in communication with those guys now in the pro? Yeah, you know, it's 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 always funny. You know, we text back, we text every blue moon. You know, I'll text, you know, I shouldn't say every blue moon. I'll text, you know, checking in on you, seeing how you're doing. Um, Miles, the same thing, you know, obviously checking in on him. And, you know, I think uh, our, our relationship, it goes deeper than text messages, text messages. But it's one of those things where, you know, as soon as they get back in town, I'm sure we'll, you know, get a chance to chop it up and, you know, go from there. But, you know, they're working men now, yeah, so they're busy. So we don't – it's not like I'm hounding them on the phone every five minutes to get them on. But, yeah, we do text back and forth. And we take a short break here in the interview because I wanted to go ahead and play this audio for Dolphins fans out there talking about – Coach mentioned that Miles and Savon, those are working men now. And we referred to this back on the podcast way back in October when Miles would get extra work after practice. And Dolphins linebacker Jerome Baker had mentioned the work that Miles put in both last season, this offseason, and throughout the course of this year when he's producing more at a higher level. Here's Jerome talking about the minimal surprise among Dolphins, people in the Dolphins building with Miles' production this season. Uh, if you've been around here, you're not surprised at all about Miles. Um, I mean, he goes hard. Um, he's smart. And, I, you know, he, he truly works hard, you know, not just during practice, but, you know, outside of practice. Um, even, you know, this week, you know, we had a few days off. I come in and 
just do some stuff in here. He's on the field um, doing ladder drills, running. Uh, I mean, he, he's a guy that he do way more than what they ask him. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm happy to see guys like that just to work hard and, you know, get what they deserve. And for him, it's more carries. But nobody's – if you've been here, nobody's surprised. Uh, you know, one-on-ones, uh, he, he does great in one-on-ones. Pass, uh, pass protection, uh, he does it all. So nobody's surprised. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm definitely happy for him. So I wanted to play that audio for you because, and just a reminder, that was October 1st. So running ladder drills on the field on the day off, it's still scorching hot in Miami on October 1st. But I wanted to play that clip from Jerome Baker there because because I brought that back up to Coach Bonifa during our interview. Let's go ahead and get back to the interview. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the hardworking aspect of both those young men. We had our linebacker, Jerome Baker, praising Miles back earlier this season. I want to say it was November, maybe October, when he was talking about the work ethic of Miles Gaskin. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, Miles was first and Savon came after because I told you before we started recording the podcast here that I went to Washington State. I'm very well adverse in the Pac-12 and unfortunately the Apple Cup right. rivalry that's a little bit one-sided, but I would, I would turn on these Husky games and I would, and they would, you guys would spell out Miles and I'm like, why are they taking out Miles Gaskin? This kid's got 1,200 yards every single year. And then Savon gets in the game and I'm like, oh. That's why, because he can flat ball too. So those kids, they're, right, they're both right. so much talented. And and you had, in an article that I read, you had mentioned that Miles' style was more jazz, whereas Savon's was more hip-hop. Could you go a little bit, elaborate on that for us? I think, um, you know, when you think about those two guys as runners, um, you know, Miles is real smooth. He's going to give you a little head nod. He's going to give you a little jump cut, plant, and it's going to look almost effortless when he changes directions and makes a guy miss. You're never going to get a clean hit. You know it's you know you had him you thought you had a good hit but he kind of slips off and next thing you know it's an extra 2 to 3 yards. And then where Savon, you know, especially when he first was when he was with us and still kind of taking the next step, he was get the ball full speed right now. He's coming out a jump cut speed cut of spin and 100 miles per hour. So if you think about that uh, music metaphor, jazz is smooth. You can relax to it, but it's getting the job done. Or hip-hop is more in your face, and you better figure it out because it's in your face right now. And that's how those two guys play to me if I had to you know, characterize them. Yeah, it's a fun balance to watch both at the college ranks and now here in the National Football League. And we talk about their, you know, their on-field acumen, their traits on the football field. But I was curious because, you know, Chris Peterson is, and you know him well, Coach. He's 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 ran two very successful programs and brought Boise to national prominence and brought brought UW back to you know national relevance when when they were maybe a little bit down before he got there. And it's it's all built around the same principle. I, I would assume you can tell me if I'm wrong here around what a lot of successful programs and, and that National Football League teams are with a good culture. And I'm wondering how did Miles yep. and Savon both kind of embrace and perpetuate that culture and still up there in Seattle? You know, it's so funny. You know, as good as these guys are as football players, they're probably twice as good as people, you know what I mean, as individuals. And obviously everybody has their um, bumps and bruises and skeletons. So I'm not saying they're uh, by any way, uh, you know, they don't do anything. I'm just saying when it comes to how they carry themselves day, day to day, um, you never had to really worry about these guys coming off the field and being in, in trouble. Um, the way they treated every, everybody on the team, the way they attack practice and workouts, um, you know, when you get, you know, when you get people telling you, I got a chance to meet uh, Savon, and, you know, away from the building had nothing to do with a football uh, event or same thing with miles. And you hear, 
how pleasant they were to be around and how they actually took their time, you know, to get to know somebody outside of the football realm is awesome. I mean, the thing I always think about with Miles is, you know, the chain gang, his last yeah. game here at the at Husky Stadium, how he stayed after on the field and said thank you to all those guys for all the years those guys have been around. You know what I mean? And who does that? You know, unprompted, you know, and just the appreciation that both of those guys had, not only for the University of Washington and obviously you being from um, – Washington State, you can understand this, but just how much appreciation they had for the state of Washington and the people of Seattle and how much it meant to them to be a University of Washington Husky. Yeah, coming from Linwood and Kirkwood, each or Kirkland, both of those guys being, you know, lifelong uh, Northwesterners. And, and I talked to Miles about this when we had him on a podcast earlier that he he missed having that familiarity of knowing where everything was. He missed his Washington State staples, like you know, Dick's Burgers and stuff like that. So that was that was really cool to connect with him on that. I'm also glad you mentioned the chain gang story because I I read that story. That's so cool that you know it's they say it's about how you treat people that maybe you know might be perceived to be lower on the totem pole than you, but you you find a way to connect with everybody and treat everybody the same and you definitely get that sense from these two kids and we've heard our, our running backs coach here Eric Studisville has talked about how they work so hard and and coach I'm sure you can definitely corroborate that as well but I, I'm wondering you know when these guys when Miles came back to the program in, in 2018 he returned for that senior season I, I read an article that said Savon was very happy about that you know and that's maybe shows a sign of his maturity because where you know it was it would cut into his workload, certainly, but he was able to get his his mentor of sorts, his friend back. I'm wondering how that dynamic between those two guys and the way they worked in the meeting room, in the classroom, that stuff, how that all worked together for you guys in that running back's room. Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, like you said so many times, you know, the running back, and I say this in quotes because, you know, my guys have been pretty good, but such a selfish position, um, if you know what I mean, sure. uh, just because there's really only one ball to go around. But I will say this, when you watch, you know, not only those those two guys, but Miles is really the one is one of the guys that when I from when I first got here, in one of the first, one of the earlier recruiting classes that kind of started that uh, culture in our running back room when it came to helping each other out, making sure you are um, uh, you criticize, but you are also helping guys get better and you're challenging and you're in these guys faces and it's not with miles it wasn't always rah-rah in your face but it's the the effort and the example he let he let forward and with those two guys with miles coming back that was probably one of the better things for savon to kind of help him continue on his growth to what it meant to take the reins and what it means to be a starting running back at the university of washington and i thought you know watching how those guys came together, how those guys studied film together, how they challenged each other on the practice field. It was something that, you know, it's, it's, it's something special that you usually don't get out of uh, two guys that are playing, you know, in the position of running back. You know, I think the one thing that I always felt was so interesting and I'm, you know, I'm happy for how it worked out for both of these guys. I think Miami has something special going with Miles and Savon being there together. Now, how long they'll be able to stay together. But I think those guys feed off each other so positively and obviously being comfortable and having somebody um, that you kind of they grew up together uh, is even is even more uh, even more of a benefit, not only to them, those guys as individuals, but to that um to that franchise. Uh, and, you know, I, th I think you go back and you, I think about the story of, you know, Miles, he was a, what, seventh round guy yep. taken, taken by the Dolphins. And the thing is, he, it was one of those things. He came here, he was recruited, but not highly recruited. 
you know, and he earned everything he got on the field at the University of Washington. He had guys transferring once he kind of took over the reins. He earned that. You know what I mean? So that's why, you know, his story and him being with Savon and understanding what it means to work. These Both of those guys are dogs. And I think, you know, we are just seeing the start of what these guys are going to be able to do. And I wish them nothing but the best. Now, Coach, I have to finish with one more question for you here because this is a point of contention we've talked to both these guys about. And I, I read the article on it. They said that, Miles won three of the five races. I'm sure you've heard about this story. The midnight five, five, the five race series they had to determine who was the faster guy. I guess they were bickering about it back and forth. They lived together. They would argue, I'm faster than you. No, no, I'm faster than you. Mm. And they went out and ran this race at midnight five times, and Miles took it home three of the five times. Did this story and this, this idea come up often? I, I, you know, I was very, I was very much a part of the bickering of who was faster, who was slower, <laughs> who was what. Um, I will say this, uh, they were both fast enough to help us win some good games. I go. will say that. <laughs> um, now if you have, if, if I'm trying to think who, who, who's faster between the two, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get them on the podcast here and we'll have this podcast out. You can listen to it as well. Uh, coach, it's a, the drive time podcast here at the Miami dolphins. We're going to have them join us here and talk to them about that. We'll, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty here and, and get the details on, on the better foots between the two running backs, miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, former Washington Husky running backs. Now currently with your Miami dolphins coach, Keith Bonafide. We really appreciate your time today, sir. And best of luck next season. Best of luck on the recruiting trail. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. You're going to have to send me how I can listen to this podcast when those guys get on. That'd be awesome. You have my word. I'll absolutely do that. Thanks again, Coach. And there he goes. Let's go ahead and just spin this thing quickly over now to my interview with Dolphins running backs Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed. And joining me now on the Drive Time Podcast are Dolphins running backs Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed. First off, I got to start by saying this, Savon. Happy birthday, man. Oh, appreciate you. It was yesterday, but I'll take it today. Belated. Yesterday. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But I did want to ask you, Miles, what'd you get him? I got him a pair of J's, low top ones, red and black. It was unexpected. I got to take care of my dog on his birthday. I didn't get him nothing for Christmas, though. <laughs> First, though, I t- the, the stuff I was supposed to get for Christmas, I still ain't ordered it yet. But I, I'm going to order it. Horrible brand. Hey, that, that's an elite gift, though. That's putting the pressure on you, Savon. I got him some slippers. That's <laughs> it. That's awesome. So what I wanted to ask you guys about was I mentioned to you off the air that I spoke to your running backs coach in college. Uh, we'll call him KB here on the podcast. Um, but he, he talked a little bit about your guys' time coming up together in college. And I wanted to ask you, when you first met Savon, what was that like? <laughs> to be honest, I'm going to be absolutely honest. I took him on his visit. But, like, <laughs> first time I met him, because all I knew is, like, he was, uh, like, off of Instagram and stuff. I didn't think I was going to like him, to be honest, just off his Instagram. But after the first time we kicked it on his visit, we was dogs from day one. We was just – we worked out a few times before he actually came in. So, as soon as I met him face-to-face, we was boys. But on arrival, I was like, I don't know if I'm about to like this dude, right? Savon, did you, did you know that? Did you know that he wasn't the biggest fan at first? Uh, he told me eventually. But he be hating on me. He was hating on me. So that's that's all good though. But it's hey, we dogs now to the end. That's my that's my road dog. So then I have to imagine you guys stayed in touch when when Miles was a rookie here in Miami and you were still at UW. What was that? What was that experience like as far as staying in touch when when Miles was a pro, Savon, you were in college. Was there a lot of communication back and forth at that time? Yeah, we talk like every day, but like not necessarily about football. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We just 
dudes talking, whatever it is, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, we, we talk every, literally every single day. Now, I know you guys were roommates in college. Are you still bunking up here in South Florida? No, nah, he live, we live in the same building, but he lived below me. So are there some, uh, like, you know, do you, do you get online and play video games together? Like, how do you kick it in this, uh, in this pandemic? FaceTime. <laughs> FaceTime. Practice. Practice. Any, anywhere, really. I mean, you know, really, it's wherever you see Miles, you most likely going to see me, so. Okay, so it started off a little bit rocky, but you mentioned that once the visit happened, you guys became friends. And how would you describe your relationship now here in Miami? I don't think blood, blood couldn't make us any closer. Um, you know, that's that's my dog. And I, you know, I'll say for Miles, I know he knows, but you know, I don't think I'd be where I am without him. That's how I feel about him. You know, he taught me a lot, you know, especially when I got to dub and, you know, just how to work and just kind of follow his footsteps. So, you know, uh, that's my dog and I, I love him and couldn't be any closer for real. Yeah, same. I don't, like, we became so close to UW, I don't think it could have changed. I guess when he first got here, it, it just changed in the sense of like, like we like we adults, like we adults. But that's that's pretty much it. Did you guys ever play in high school? Because I looked up your your high schools, O'Day and Juanita. Did you guys ever face off in high school? Nah, he didn't want no smoke. <laughs> nah, I would have gave I would have gave his team work. What? I would have gave y'all. I would have gave y'all work. We no, gave you would not. We would have scraped y'all. <laughs> we would have scraped y'all. Y'all probably would have got twenty one scum at least. And I'm on your koofy, too. I'm banging. I played safety back in high school. Hey. Uh, speechless, Savon. Nothing? No. Oh, hey, hey. Right, he knows. He knows. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, what out, random? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, guys, I had a chance, like I mentioned, to talk to Coach to Coach KB. And, and he mentioned – I asked him about, like, when he first saw you guys, whether it was on tape or on your visits – and he, he told me that he compared your guys' playing styles to musical metaphors and said Miles is more like smooth jazz and Savon's more like hip-hop. And what he told me was that, um, you know, jazz is a little more smooth, a little more more in line, whereas Savon, hip-hop hits you right in the face. Like, I'm coming at you 100 miles an hour. I'll go ahead and start with you, Miles. Is that an accurate description of both your running styles? I say, uh, I don't know if I say I'm jazz, though, but I probably... Like give him hip hop. He be running. He be running full speed. That's the difference between me and him. I feel like I'm running. Stuff. He be taking smooth off. I kind of like to read it a little bit. I guess smooth jazz. I don't know. I don't like that comparison. But yeah, for him for sure. Maybe some heavy metal. For okay. Real loud. <laughs> yeah, some real headbanger music. Uh, Savon, what do you think? Hip hop? Does that describe your running style? I mean, yeah, I guess I do. Just be going full speed. <laughs> it give me. It give me. It give me in trouble sometimes. But hey. You know, it, it works. But, yeah, I think Miles is like smooth jazz. You know, he's smooth. He real. He read it. And I kind of had to learn that when I got to college. You asked when I was – when I got to college, I was just trying to take off, running straight into people. And I had to learn. I had to learn a lot. Miles, I was glad you mentioned high school and playing safety because Coach also mentioned uh, he saw you on punt returns and saw you playing defense and then breaking off tackles and ripping off big runs. And he was like, "All right, we got it." He went to Coach Pete and was like, "We got to offer this kid. He's pretty good." And the same, he said said the same thing about you, Savon, when when he first saw you. He's like, "All right, we got it. We got to get this kid because he said you were dangerous in space, taking those jet sweeps and that type of thing too." So it's fun to see it play out here in Miami. But you know, he also talked about. Not just the on on the field stuff. He said that you guys obviously good football players on the field, but he mentioned that you both, in his opinion, are better people off of the football field and were big parts of installing that culture there at UW. I was curious. Uh, we'll go to you first here, Miles. 
was that like a big thing that you kind of took upon yourself the the longer you were there at UW and then when you kind of embraced Savon as he came into school and took on that mentorship role was that always a part of your makeup or is it something that you kind of developed like how did you get to that point uh I'll probably say my parents for real uh coach Pete they got like a very much a, a good regimen on like kind of growing young men and it kind of translated perfectly from what my parents taught me or teaching me coming in and uh when Sav got in obviously just being older just trying to show him the ropes but he he a real good dude I mean he was always taking care of school that was my always biggest flaw I didn't really take care of school sometimes I was always trying to last minute it but <laughs> at the end of the day like we, we always try to reach out to the youth and all that type of stuff so I think I think kind of he I think he already had it in him when he showed up just kind of showing the ropes of college, you feel me? Well, Savon, you said that you wouldn't be here without Miles' tutelage. I'm curious, did that happen right away for you when you first met him? Uh, yeah, I mean, for, I mean, from the very beginning when I got there, um, you know, he just, you know, kind of took me under his wing. You know, I'm forever grateful for that. And I just kind of, from that experience, I just wanted to be that for, you know, somebody else that was coming. Maybe not be as close to, to somebody like that, but, you know, just help him. And make sure you know they know what's going on and do do the best I could do because that's what he did for me. So um, you know he, he helped me from the very beginning. Still helps me, and uh, you know I think we both kind of feed off of that. What was that conversation like, guys, when you found out that Savon was coming down to Miami and, and Miles, you already being here, obviously. What was that first conversation like? Yeah, we was turned. Yeah. <laughs> we was turned. My dog, South Florida man. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was great. You know, last year uh, for myself, kind of moving as far away as possible from home and uh, having, I mean, obviously you got your dudes on the team, but it's not like having your boys from home or somebody back home that you can kind of relate to. And this having, having Sav out here this year has been the world, like the world difference for me. Just kind of having somebody talk about things or, or talk about things from back home. And we got the same friend group and everything too. So we talked the same, uh, some of the fellas back home. So, I mean, it's been great for me really. Like it, like he said, like it's, it, it's been great. Savon, you said you got you returned, but I know that like that came off of being released, right? So was that kind of like a big pickup when you realized, okay, maybe this is the low point, but now I'm going to Miami with my guy. So did that like kind of help get your mood back up a little bit? Yeah, you know, I was I was extremely happy to get out here, you know, and um, just kind of be, be with my dog. You know, I was like, all right, man, start over from college. Here we go. But you know, obviously it was you know, I had to come out here and make the team, and it was still a long journey. You know, just to get to this point, it's still a long journey. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, we both we both know that we still got a lot to do, and but man, we just I'm I'm happy I'm out here with him, and couldn't be more thankful for it. And one of the things KB Coach KB told me was that you guys challenge each other on the field, in the in the film room, in the classroom, in the weight room, all that stuff, always competing. I'm wondering what's the thing that you guys compete most as, like as friends, like is it video games, is it like a game of horse out on the on the basketball court? Like, what do you compete at most when it comes to away from the football field? <laughs> Probably racing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably who faster. That's probably the one. I can think of a few, but probably who faster. Everybody think he faster than me because he's quicker. Yeah, that's probably one. Well, right. we, we know the story of the races. I mean, I, I'll, go, I'll just leave it to you guys here. The the five midnight races, it sounds like you've ran more than just five, though. Oh, we've, ra- we've raced a good amount of times, but you know what it is. Now, so long- hey, no, he know what it is. I'll be, okay, I'll be honest. He won three out of the five, and I won two. Who's the winner? But I'll say this. I won the very first one. And what's the very first one? That's the most important one. We both won. I wasn't – I ain't warmed up yet. 
Or my tires, because you're young. You can just hop out the car and go race. I'm a little older, man. I got warm up. I got to stretch out and stuff. Once I got loose, I was dogging. What you talking about? Okay, relax. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so the way I read it on the on I don't know what side it was, but I read the story about it. And Savon, you had mentioned that you won a foot race prior to that, so technically it's three three according to you. No, nah, we raced more than that. We raced <laughs> probably like ten, fifteen times, really. Yeah, we raced a lot because we trained together every single day yeah. in the off season, so we raced a bunch of. You times. don't want to talk about what happened in high school. Hey, was, we ain't gonna tell nobody about that one. We ain't gonna tell nobody about that. I was fifteen. I was fifteen years old. He was eighteen. He should have won. Oh, got hot. Got ran down from like fifteen. Fifteen years old. Little kids. State, state championship. State championship. Four by one. Look it up. Who's that? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yep. State championship. Four by one. Hey, the proof is in the pudding, guys. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's, it sounds like we have to settle this down in South Florida once and for all. Maybe in the off season. Yeah, probably. Oh, no, he don't want it now. I know he don't. He doesn't want the smoke? I'll race you right now. <laughs> well, no, keep those legs fresh for Sunday, fellas. We need you guys out there. Um, <laughs> let's let's run over a couple of things. I wrote some things down because I'm just curious. If you don't if you do not do them at all, that's fine. We can we can pass on it, but I'm curious. Who would win in a game of horse? Me. I would. No. <laughs> I would. So, I, Miles didn't even play basketball growing up. That don't mean I ain't no shooter. I hoop, I hoop on a real – I hoop on the street court. You know what I'm saying? I would. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. What about a game of one-on-one? Like, not not horse, but a physical <laughs> game of one-on-one. He's lost to me on one-on-one as well. You're okay. lost. This was on, what, what was this, 4th of July? Yes, you lost. I right? beat you. I beat you. And I beat you twice. So who lost? What are you talking about? You lying. You lie on, like, platforms, bro. Like, you <laughs> lie to the people. That's crazy. I won the first one. Hey, you you see a pattern? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. It's a fun. He beats me when I'm not warmed up, when I'm not at my best. Hurry. Okay, maybe we'll go. Maybe maybe basketball is the one that we can't decide on. What about like when it comes to bowling? Is there are, are one of you guys a better bowler than the other? I'll probably beat him. I give I give that to him. I wouldn't lie. See, I ain't no liar. Bro, I have, I'm a solid bowler. What about like a, a top golf, like a long drive competition? I'm um, terrible. Oh. Yeah, I'm good. I'm straight. I'm not good. I'm better than him, though. I can't golf, I'll be honest. Yeah, what, I'm good for that. Uh, you guys' teammate Kyle Van Noy is pretty big on the sticks. What about in video games? Who's who's taking down the other in, in new school, old school, or just any video games in general? Crash. <laughs> I'm too old to play video games. I'm wrong. <laughs> Fair point, man. No, I'm, I'm like that. I'm like that. Gotcha. He played video games. Like I played Call of Duty, Mortal Kombat, all that. All right, all right. Well, I guess there's no competition there for that, then. I think we might have asked you guys this on a press conference a while back, but when you were college roommates back at UW, who was the messy one? Who was the clean one? <laughs> I'm the messy one. <laughs> I'm the clean one. I'm, I'm, I'm messy I'm, compared I'm to him. Staying clean. Yeah. You have like a chore like, chart, or how did that work? He like, he like not fun clean. Like you can't touch stuff in his house. He clean like that. <laughs> Sounds like a sitcom to me. All right, guys, I won't take up any more of your time. I appreciate you guys coming on and joining me on this podcast. Best luck to you guys on Sunday. Stay healthy the rest of the way, and uh, we'll see you back out there. It's It's been a lot of fun to watch you guys play as, as pros together here as you did in college together. It's a lot of fun, guys. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you guys soon. 
All right, appreciate you, man. Take care. And there they go. What a fun podcast that was. Dolphins running back Savon Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. You can tell the friendship and, and the bond those two guys have together. But we have the written piece up on MiamiDolphins.com, taking a look at these two guys. Also with Coach KB, some quotes there, just kind of detailing their friendship, their life in football together. Don't miss that, MiamiDolphins.com. Let's go ahead and finish up this podcast with some media from Thursday. And we start with head coach Brian Flores, who talked about the elements as we are looking at a forecast of one to three inches of snow in Buffalo on Sunday. Here's coach talking about the elements. Uh, I mean, the elements are, are what they are. I mean, I don't see it having much of an impact. Played and coached in snow before, so you know, one to three should be okay there as far as you know, play calling and things of that nature. And snow in these Dolphins-Bills late season games has been something of a a common theme over the past several years, but so too has a great rivalry between good quarterbacks, good teams, good head coaches, and many, many games of playoff implications over the years. Here's head coach Brian Flores, who grew up in the state of New York on the Dolphins and Bills rivalry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know the rivalry. I know it well. I think I think every game is important to, 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 to the fans on, on both sides. Obviously, this is a division game, but I, you know, the Dolphins fans, the Bills fans, I mean, these are diehard fans who who you know root for their teams through thick and thin so every game is important you know this one's no different but there's a lot of great players you know over the years on on both sides I mean I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be a part of it and next we'll hear from Dolphin safety Eric Rowe who discussed the gravity of this week 17 game how much it means to him to be in this position with this team that he loves to be on so much and how his impact or his experience in big games in the past might impact the younger players yeah, I mean, this means, this means a lot. Just, come, you know, kind of come from where we came last year to now this year to have a, you know, a chance to get to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to take game by game. So this is the last game of the season. So, but, you know, kind of with the, with the young guys, you know, I just kind of tell them, like, actually, I didn't really have to tell, say, say much. Uh, they kind of know that, you know, they kind of matured through the, through the, through the season that just uh, it's just a regular game. You know, with the same regular, you know, game plan, technique, all that's the same. Uh, only difference is, is it's just the last game of the season. So, uh, you, so I didn't really have to say much. Go ahead and finish up with media here on this Thursday podcast. The same way we started it, talking about running backs Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed. I asked Durham Smythe about their connection together, and he went on to explain a little bit more about how their relationship is kind of indicative of the rest of the football team and the camaraderie on this Miami Dolphins team they've had in their position groups and as a whole all season long. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a really cool story, first and foremost, knowing that they were roommates or whatever it was back at, uh, back at UW. So that, that's that's a cool story to begin with. But, I mean, I think it's just, uh, you know, another level to the camaraderie of this team. You know, I think all these position groups are so close. And, you know, they obviously have a history. And it's cool seeing them support each other. You know, when Miles was out for a few weeks, he was supporting Savon when he was successful. And Savon's doing the same thing, um, you know, with Miles when he has big games. So I think that's just something that, you know, this team has that, I don't think it's extremely commonplace across the league. It's just, you know, support within position groups. And as always, I highly encourage you guys to all go check out the rest of those press conferences up on MiamiDolphins.com as well as the team's YouTube page. We're going to cover more of that on the Blitz as well tomorrow up on MiamiDolphins.com. Some news here at the end of the podcast, the Dolphins and Bills injury report is officially up now. 
including news that Ryan Fitzpatrick has been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. The Dolphins also placed linebacker Elandon Roberts on injured reserve, activated receiver Kirk Merritt as a COVID-19 replacement for Sunday's game. Isaiah Ford was also signed off the practice squad once more, or elevated off the practice squad, I should say, and quarterback Jake Rudock has been signed to the Dolphins as well. We also have injury news on this Thursday. The Dolphins did not have anybody as a DNP designation. Jakeem Grant was back after not practicing on Wednesday. He was limited along with Solomon Kinley, Shaq Lawson, Bobby McCain, Devontae Parker, all five of those guys limited. Dolphins had six players as full participants in Thursday's practice. Eric Flowers, Kayvon Frazier, Mike Gesicki, Xavier Howard, Jamal Perry, and Kyle Van Noy. As for the Buffalo Bills... The same as it was on Wednesday. Cole Beasley, John Feliciano, Reggie Gilliam all did not practice on Thursday. And quarterback Jake Fromm was limited in Buffalo's practice on Thursday. All right, so that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Just three days away from Dolphins at Bills. Man, I am very, very excited about this game. You guys can find the recap content, as always, after the game on Sunday. Tomorrow, we're going to have the Flashback Podcast with John Offerdahl, former Dolphins linebacker, defender on those late 80s, early 90s Dolphins teams. So don't miss that. And also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts from, go ahead and leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast. The Fish Tank had Brian Cox on this week. It was fantastic. You cannot miss that one. Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.